Help me out here. We're jamming. We're jamming to a track. To a track that we can't hear yet. There is not a track here, but I can hear. If there were. Let's hope the BPMs are correct on our head bobs. Well, good thing we're banging heads off time. One of them will match. (laughs) Welcome back to the Help Me Out Here podcast. I think this is... I think this is episode number 18. 18. But I always get my episodes wrong. It's kind of a thing we do here. Wrong stuff. <laughs> we do things incorrectly. Sitting here with me today is the the man, the legend. Not really a myth. He's pretty real. His name is Caden Burton. That's me. <laughs> so Caden is the bassist of my band, Earth Groans, our band. Oh, yeah. We're equals. Equality. Equality is tranquilities. And sitting right next to the camera here is our big old Buford, Brady Mueller. He's the drumist of Earth Groons. Earth Croutons. And uh, yeah, so we're, if you're, if you're seeing the video, we're in our van right now. We are in our van. We're in, where are we at, Caden? We're in El Paso, Texas. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And we just played kind of a weird show. (laughs) It was a weird one. We just finished playing. Uh, how many people do you think were in the crowd? Maybe 30. <laughs> That's being generous. That's being generous. That's being very generous. Yeah, so when we got into, like when we were about to start playing, the crowd was like all sitting down. They were all just chilling with each other. Nobody was standing. It, it just kind of felt like we were in, like we were intruding on their dinner night. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, like, cause they were sitting with like their beers and stuff, and we play like a sound check, and they're like, "Huh?" They're like, "Why is there like why is there music here?" There's a lot of ruckus in here. I'm trying to have a date. Yeah, we ruined a lot of evenings. <laughs> I paid to get in, but I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, they paid. That, that always like is weird to me when they feel like they're. It looks like they're not enjoying their time. Yeah. Why did you pay? Why did you come? Just go home. Just maybe. Go home. Just, <laughs> just leave. Just, just, just kidding. Please, please stay. <laughs> we need all this. <laughs> please invite your friends. Please buy merch. Buy that merch, please. Oh yeah. So yeah, we're in El Paso, Texas, and the venue we played. What venue? Is, what's it called? Brady oh. producer. Brady, do you know? Rock, rock house. Rock house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was there wasn't much rocking for us tonight. A lot of housing. There was. <laughs> it felt like we were in a house trying to rock in somebody else's house <laughs> so that didn't want us. We've there. never met them. We just walked in and said, we're going to rock this house. And they're like, get out of my house. Yeah, get out of my house. Consider leaving. (laughs) And yeah, but I think it still still turned out pretty fun. I feel like we played well. Like all jokes aside, like there's a few people that were definitely having a great time. Yeah. And so like that's (laughs) always nice. Did you see that one guy doing the duck walk in the mosh pit? No. Was it the one in the Kill Switch Engage shirt? I like think so. Hair. So he was all the way down, squatted on his knees, but like kicking his legs out really far. It was I actually impressive. <laughs> I was just laughing. Um, I just closed my eyes for 24 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let me see this. But yeah, we've been on tour for a little over a week at this point. Mm-hmm. We're getting close to the two-week mark. Yep. And it's been good. The weather's been really nice. Yeah, Which actually. makes touring so much better because we're sleeping in the van so mm-hmm. much. And it's like that. camping. It is, it is. It's like camping in other people's houses when they don't want you there. 
and then sleeping in intrusive camping <laughs> we're intrusive campers <laughs> at the end of the day really <laughs> uh, dude my beard keeps getting caught in my microphone does it hurt does it yes like, ding! give me a little yankerton oh. <laughs> what do you mean um yeah so we're just chilling in our our new van do you want to tell them about our new van Okay, so our Sue van, I mean, our, our new van <laughs> is named Sue, uh, short for Tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> we are so dumb. Oh, we're intelligent, I swear. We're um, the worst. Uh, we like to name things because... Uh, yeah, we obsessively name. It's... I don't know why we do it, but we it just makes sense. Our gu- Did you name your guitar? Your bass? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's Leslie. From Parks and Recce. We'll wait. We'll wait for a natural name to. I don't want to force a name on my my beautiful. Natural base. Natalie. Sorry. Nectarine. We'll wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Nectarine. Uh, Nectarami. Uh. But yeah, Sue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about a van now. Oh yeah. Uh, it's cool. It's new to us. I got a fart. It's, it's kind of like our letter rip, buddy. Yeah, you keep talking. I'm open this door real quick. Okay. So it's new to us. It's definitely not a new van, but. Has significantly less miles than our old one, so we'll hope it'll last many years of touring heavily. Uh, it's basically I got my fart like out. The sa- <laughs> I'm so proud of you. It's like the same dimensions as our old van Quakes, so it's not like a huge adjustment. Quakes, quakes, we suck. We're like earthquakes, because our name is Earthgrowns. Okay, um, hogging my spotlight. <laughs> we're so close, like brothers. We're like bros. It, it is really hot. Here. We have the windows sealed off because it's kind of loud outside. We're, we are at a concert. Yeah. We we have these nice rope lights mm-hmm. to add to the romance. So if you're just listening on iTunes or something, Spotify's, we, uh, you should go on YouTube and find some find our van. Check it out. Yeah, it's romantic. We got a romance van for mans only. Romance man van. <laughs> Roman van. Um, one of the cool parts, I think, about being on tour is... We do a lot of late night driving to get to the next city. We've had like a 10 hour drive on this tour. Mm -hmm. We've had some hefty ones. And one of the cool parts is, I don't know, one of my favorite parts is having cool conversations Mm -hmm. on tour when it's the only way to stay awake long enough is to just keep talking to each other to keep your brain activated. Yeah, yeah. We we wouldn't (laughs) have done that. And we we did that the other night because, so Brady and Jeremy slept Mm -hmm. and we drove... What, till 6 or 7 a.m.? Yeah, 6 a.m. I don't even remember what city we were going to. Um, that's when we were going to... The Dallas? Where we were at yesterday, which was Albuquerque. Oh, yeah. It took me a while to think, so I used other words. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just... When you can't remember, you just slow down. Slowly talking so to Albuquerque. <laughs> Albuquerque. But, so, Caden and I took the long haul, the overnighter, mm-hmm. and we we always end up talking about faith religion stuff and space and science yes that those those realms yeah always and so i kind of wanted to reopen that box of worms yeah because worms are stored in boxes not cans in 2019 yep so we're gonna reopen that box of worms i think and because i feel like you have a really crazy history we both have weird histories with our faith yeah i didn't i didn't really realize how different it was i mean like i knew that it was pretty a pretty different like upbringing faith wise but when i really started talking like the other night about some of the weird stuff i was (laughs) raised doing i was like oh man 
Yeah, probably when you hear it compared to a different lifestyle. Yeah, because I like I was raised wack. that way. It was it was my whole life, you know. Yeah. It was, so it let's seem weird. Let's just hear. Tell us a little bit, as much as you want, about your your faith background. Cool. Um, uh, I was I was born in Salt Lake City, which is like the Mormon capital of the world. So I was definitely Mormon. Um, I was raised that way, so I didn't think anything of it. Uh, if you don't know much about Mormonism, it's not super uh, different than Christianity. It has some parallels and some pretty wacky stuff in it. Um, so does Christianity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of organized religions have some interesting things about them. But, um, yeah, it's just really it's really conservative and pretty exclusive. Um, so some people like to use, like, a cult-type word. That's a pretty harsh word, so I'm going to stay away from it. But, um yeah, it's very exclusive, um, very ju- like judgmental, unintentionally, yeah, like with good intentions, and then bad stuff comes out of it. It was it was an interesting way to like grow up. Yeah, it was really interesting to me all the parallels we talked about between Christianity and Mormonism. Yeah, because as a kid growing up in a Christian household, somebody's screaming so loud outside. Very the loud screaming. <laughs> They're playing video games <laughs> next to us. Yeah, the old sleeper guys. <laughs> But growing up in a Christian household, I pretty much felt like I was taught, not necessarily by my parents, but just being in that world that, like, every other faith or religion is wrong. Yeah. So when I heard that ours is so similar and includes so many of the same stories, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, there's a lot of false judgment here that the world doesn't need. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's pretty naive to think, like, I am right. Everyone (laughs) else is wrong. End of story. I don't want to hear about it. Like, because that's what a lot of religious people are like. And especially with the religion or faith culture that um, that they were born into. And, like, they'll just defend that and be like, yeah, this is right because this is what I was raised in, which totally makes sense. Um, according to, like, how your brain works, mm-hmm. that's the way you were raised thinking. It doesn't seem abnormal or different. So I don't really blame people for having that, like, I'm right, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. But it, it's healthy to like kind of step out of that and look into what else is out there. Yeah. So before we go into like what you looked at, like looked to later mm-hmm. on in life. Yeah. What like what do you think when you think back now to being young and involved in that in Mormonism? Yeah. What is like what is some of the craziest stuff to you or some of the, the weirdest or maybe even like most painful experiences oh the most painful definitely was um expressing myself um they're very particular about appearance especially according to gender um so there's like these rules like women can only have one piercing and they're like they're only allowed to have ears pierced and just one one of it's not like you're gonna like get kicked out or anything it's just like this like you that's really kind of should, standard. and then that's where the judgment judgment comes in, because it's like, okay, like we're not going to really stop you from doing this, but we're definitely going to look down on you <laughs> if you go against these rules. And it's it's not a fun way to be in like an adolescent, but like, yeah, very gender specific, gender role based appearances. So like, men should have short hair and dress nice and not have any piercings, any facial piercings, tattoos, no go, like all these things that I definitely have wanted. Um, like going into adolescence and so I had very strict rules enforced by my parents like I couldn't have my ears uh, I couldn't have my hair past my ears 
and so I like I had to cut it right there right on the line and it looked real dumb but that was as long as I you know I was like I wanted to just get as long as I could because I wanted to have long hair so bad I thought it was cool since I was like 10. Did you look like uh, Coconut from Ned's Declassified? It wasn't that bad but pretty similar. It, it, was, it wasn't over. a bowl cut. No there, there were layers. <laughs> Coconuts have layers too Caden. Dang it. <laughs> but yeah um, it, it was hard because I couldn't express myself the way that I wanted to and I didn't understand why I wasn't allowed to. Yeah, I was like, "That's dumb." E- e- from a very young age, I was so like, you "This is stupid." Even at a young age. Yeah, I was like, I'd, "Like, why do I have to have short hair if I'm a guy? Why do girls have to have long hair if they're a girl? Like, mm-hmm. why do I have to dress respectfully and not look like a metal person?" Which is what I was like leaning into right into adolescence. Um, hmm. Yeah, it was it was very painful because I definitely like got judged and weird stares and side eyes and glares from like moms when I would hang out with their kids and like I was a bad influence like I was gonna lead their kids away from the church because I was like <laughs> I was the rebellious Mormon and it, yeah it, it was sucked yeah that's strange it, it honestly sucked and it doesn't I feel like even seeing pictures of you as a young kid didn't look like you were a wild rebellious guy no but in that in culture that <laughs> yeah I was nuts dude like <laughs> whoa Coconuts, bro. I was coconut haircut. <laughs> coconut haircut. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, be blessed. Yes. Oh, that's a blessing, brother. Blessings. Um, that's wild. Uh, I want to tell a little bit about my yeah. past Let's church life. Let's do it. So from age about zero to sophomore in high school. Okay. In that range, I went to this... I think it was technically a non-denominational church, but it was very highly Pentecostal. Yeah. And that's very, like, outward expression of faith, very, like, yeah, just so expressive and loud almost. Yeah. Um, like, I am filled with the spirit, I'm going to flop like a fish on the ground. Yeah, lots yeah. of flip-floshing, fl- flip fish flippings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots that of doobadoobadies in the church. Yeah. But, dude, they're being so loud outside. <laughs> They're literally shaking their van. God bless them. I remember my first Mario Kart game. (laughs) (laughs) You could go in there and own them all, I bet. Oh, yeah, brother. Oh, yeah, brother. But in this church, basically, so one of the things that I felt was forced on me was speaking in tongues. Have you ever, like, heard about that before we talked about it the other night? Really? So, like we said, there were a decent amount of parallels between our faiths. So, I had heard the term. Like speaking in tongues, especially when we would like study the Bible, because we would, even in Mormonism, we would like study the Bible like, nit- like nitpickily. So, but it it was never really practiced ever. Brady's <laughs> laughing at nitpickily. <laughs> <laughs> you thought of a pickle right away, huh? Oh yeah, big old deal. <laughs> the pickle song. The pickle song. Uh, so but you yeah, knew of the term. I knew of it. Never really seen it. Didn't really know people did it. Yeah, and in my growing like my upbringing in the church it was so widely accepted and done yeah where it was just completely normal to me Mm -hmm. and it didn't happen until later in life what's up buddy we're shooting a podcast right now (laughs) what it is good thing i have limiters on these audio preamps y'all can't handle my click fine lock that door so we can't come in that just made our podcast so much more Hey, you get out of here, boys. These little sleeper boys are wild. <laughs> if you're watching the video right now, you're seeing our van literally shake <laughs> back and forth. 
Here, I'm gonna let you guys get a quick audio clip of this. Right as they were. <laughs> we both stick our microphones out the window and they stop. That was comedic timing. That was oh, that was amazing. It's we're in a so sitcom. Alright, boys, let's all speak in tongues. Okay, first of all, I want to say this podcast in no way I'm not trying to crap on any belief system. We should probably establish that. So I I will I respect anybody in what they believe no matter what um as long as they're treating other humans with respect. Yeah. Believe what you want to believe. Yeah, and there I but feel I'm like there's a lot of good in both. Yeah. of these. So we're just this is just our personal experiences. Yeah. And we're both we have humor, so we like mm-hmm. to express. I like jokes. Yeah. Most people probably already know that probably already know that. Gosh, we got roamers around this van. <laughs> Dude, we got vultures. I feel like we're on a little kayak in an ocean and there's just hungry sharks around us. <laughs> sharks. And the little sleeper sharks are big sharks. Oh great whites. Great whites. <laughs> great white boys. Great white <laughs> oh sleeper boys sharks. Oh yeah, they're wild. Okay, I think we're clear for now. We just can't spill any blood in the water. Oh yeah. So growing up in this in this tongue speaking. Do you know what they're doing? Do you know what they're doing? What are they they doing? are circling the bait. Bro. Oh. And if you know our song, Allure, it includes that lyric. Absolutely. So let's just ignore them now. Yeah. Um so we went I went to this tongue speaking church. It yep. was very normal. And so basically I never spoke in tongues naturally because yeah. that's what I grew to believe that it was. Mm-hmm. Because in the in the Bible, the first event of that was a very natural thing according to that scripture. God kind of gifted them with that. And it was for a very intentional purpose where they were speaking to people who already spoke in other languages. Yeah. So they were communicating with those people. Yeah. It wasn't gibberish or It anything. was necessary communication so according to never, that story. Yeah. So I could never wrap my head around it when all of us in this church were English speakers and some people were just chatting in, in other sounds and languages. It was so wild. weird to me. I was like, so who, who are you talking to? Um, so basically it came to this point where I was in high school and our youth leader had all of the youth in a circle. It was yeah. probably just like five or six of us and basically said, all right, we're, we're going to speak in tongues. And basically, I don't want to say forced because he was a great guy and meant well, but kind of just pushed us into that. Well, what were you going to do? Not... And be like judged and looked at by all yeah. the other five other people or four other people right. that were there. Like so you all were, of us, you were like socially forced into doing that. Yeah, for sure. You're right. And it was just, I felt so so much tension in my gut Ugh. in that moment because yeah. I'm a person. I mean, you guys know this. I'm the type of person where, first of all, I don't like being told what to do, and I'll naturally push against being told what to do. Yeah, you guys. But anyway, you don't say. <laughs> So that was like a very weird defining moment for me. And maybe that was part of the reason why I'm like that. I don't know. Hey. Because of that. Maybe that's a little scar in me. I don't know. Yeah. But um, so that was just, that left a really bad taste in my mouth. Left the church shortly after that, went to college. Yep. But then it was the exact same thing in college for four years. Oh my goodness. And luckily I had really awesome friends in college who helped me navigate that and i also found other people that were like what is this yeah why is this happening so i i could relate with somebody that's in college that's healthy that's good but that's my my background yeah just a very small snippet grew up in a christian world yeah it's cool to hear our different worlds i think yeah they're very different Mm -hmm. and so where how old if you can remember were you when you decided maybe this isn't for me 
I'm gonna d- go discover something. So the this isn't for me and the go discover were two separate. Okay. So the this isn't for me, like I was forced to go to church every Sunday. Not like forced, but kind of like how you're forced to go to school. You know, like I'm gonna, I gotta go every Sunday. Um, and so my parents enforced that uh, up until I was an adult. So when I turned 18, they stopped like making me go. And so if I wanted to, I could be like, hey, I'm, I'm going to church with you guys today. Or, and if I didn't, I didn't. And so I completely stopped just like right then and there. I was like, I didn't, I just didn't really care. Um, so there was probably like a year or two before that when I was like, this isn't for me because it was clearly in my head before I turned 18 because like right as I turned 18, it wasn't like, hey, you have to go to church every Sunday. I, I stopped going. And then I kind of, I didn't really think about what I believed. Um, I guess I just didn't really care that much. Until like two years ago. That's so cool. It's cool that we got to be with you yeah. while you made that switch. Because I feel like you're a drastically different person. F- like physically, emotionally, spiritually. Everything. From yeah. day one of Earth Groans oh, yeah. to, what is it, three years with us? Mm-hmm. Crazy different. And so much healthier, it seems. Uh, I would agree. So that's cool that you knew from a younger age it wasn't for you. And then you kind of slowly came away from that yeah um and this i hope also we're not trying to make your parents look bad because your parents are awesome i love my parents so much and my mom is the most important person in my life absolutely i i yeah there's there's no hard feelings towards my parents they were 100 percent doing what they thought was right um and they they always have and they always will um yeah and what else can they do yeah they're like people just like us they didn't they did nothing wrong I love that. And that's good that you don't have bitterness because mm-hmm. that could have created something really, really negative. Oh, yeah. And spiraled yeah. you. Mm-hmm. It could have like driven a wedge between like me and my family. Totally. Yeah. So let's talk about you in the past three years on tour mm-hmm. and obviously your life in between that, too. Where where has your faith gone in those years? And where are you? Where did you end up? Where are you now? So when I first joined the band, it was in that stage of. Oh, gosh. Hold on. Hold on. It's Shane. What's up? <laughs> Shane's just getting some water. He's thirsty. You actually made this podcast pretty interesting with all your antics. <laughs> Do you want to leave a message for the world that doesn't have vulgar in it? Oh, yeah. Listen, love your moms. We were just talking about his mom. I love my mom. Yeah, I love my mom, too. She's a bitch, but um, <laughs> she raised me right. And uh, fuck all the dads. <laughs> Thank you, brother. What's your profanity? <laughs> I shouldn't have said not vulgar. That totally inspired him to <laughs> <Yep>. be vulgar. <laughs> He's not like you like that at He's all. He's amazing. I love him. I really like the sleeper guys. Absolutely. They're Dude. so cool. Um, so big turds. Yeah, but... Three years ago. Yes. <laughs> uh, I When I first joined the band, I was in that stage of I hadn't really thought about what I believed in. I hadn't made any dis- uh, decisions of what I did or didn't believe. So, like, when I first messaged Jeremy, I was like, yo, can I play bass for you and stuff? He was like, yeah first things first are you a christian it's like he said that yeah that was the first thing he oh, said he was, funny he, he, he said this isn't make or break but i'm curious are you a christian i was like oh, okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> why is it so <laughs> yeah i mean oh. i could be 
I am if for you need now. Me to, yeah, I was, no, I, I was. I was in a position where I was not going to be turning down a musical opportunity, yeah. and so I would have been whatever I needed to, to to start touring, like legit. Respect. So I, I didn't. I was like, I didn't really think about what I believe in, but if I, if I gotta do this God thing to do some touring, like <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> oh Jesus, come on here. Yeah, um, but I didn't really, I didn't really think about it. Um, I just kind of like followed along what you guys did for like the first like six months of touring, just kind of like playing my part. Um, you know, being a band member, being a Christian band member, whatever. We did uh, like devotionals. Oh, oh my gosh, prayers. yeah, lots of prayers and devotionals and like talks and like podcasts and like let's talk about Sermon. like yeah, like let's let's get together and talk about our sexual purity, like stuff that made me want to like oh man. <laughs> I just I get uncomfortable with talking like that with anybody. Um I get that. So like if people want to talk about that and discuss and follow a standard like that like that's totally all for them but no matter what stage of my life that was in I was always like really uncomfortable with group conversations like that and then there was one day we were in Louisville Kentucky and this guy named Austin was like hey you should listen to the liturgist podcast I was like okay and so I listened to the liturgist podcast and that completely guided my deconstruction of like organized religion and Christianity and what I believed in in a very like nice and slow gradual way um, where I learned a lot about how to like think for myself, how to find what I want to believe in. And yeah, it was just, it was like one of the best things that ever happened to me. Yeah. It just, yeah. Do you remember that night when it was us talking to him? Do you remember that? But we were in Indiana that night. Hmm. We were outside the Hoosier Dome. Okay. We just played with his band Barricades. And... Okay, no, that was it. We weren't in Lowville. No, that was that's, that's what, was, what I'm referencing. Okay, cool. I, was, I didn't I was know if you guys had talked prior. Yeah. But we were in Indianapolis, Hoosier mm-hmm. Dome, on the sidewalk. Awesome venue. And I remember we kind of stumbled into a conversation he was having with someone. And mm-hmm. so it was Austin. This is, Austin is the person who told us about the liturgist. Yeah. And this other guy, him and Austin were saying, he was telling Austin Basically, yeah, I, bl- I don't think... I'm a Christian, but I don't believe the Bible's real at all. Oh, that what, that exact phrase, I was like, bruh, what? Like, What's going on I was on like, where, where did you get that from, you know? I was like, I want to know more. Like, what's your secret? Yeah, I remember me and you were just standing there, like, with our eyes open, like, wide. We didn't say anything. Hello? Because I didn't know, at that moment, I was in a very basic, traditional Christian, like, American Christian. Yeah style of faith so i had nothing to say to anything they were saying yeah like this deconstruction and like talking about racism in the church all these what like uh i don't know how to say it something against gender what's the word when you're mean to people of different sexualities discrimination there you go discrimination against different genders and and sexual orientations and stuff i was just blown away yeah by all of it and then, yeah, he told us about the Liturgist podcast. And didn't we start it that night or the I, next day? I don't remember exactly when we started it, but I usually don't, like, follow up with people when they recommend me things. But this one, like, stuck in my head. I was like, I actually genuinely want to check this out. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we did it at some point, And it was awesome. We started, if, anytime anybody talks to me about struggling with belief or wherever they're at in life, I yeah. always recommend... Go listen to the Liturgist podcast mm-hmm. and start with, what's that episode we started with? Um, Lost and Found. Yes. Lost and Found part one and two. Yes. It, that's just where you should start if you're going to watch the, or listen to the Liturgist yeah. podcast. It's way too much to get into now, but yeah, everybody listening should go listen to that. Yeah. If it's this incredible. interests you at all, 
this it it's a good move. Yeah, it uh I don't know exactly what happened with you after that and I want to hear more about that, but uh-huh. for me it just completely flipped everything upside down. Yep. And it I just went to the point where I was like, is God real? What is Jesus? What is the Bible? Where does all this come from? Because I never questioned it. Yeah, well, I, I mean, accepted everything. Why, why? You didn't really have a reason to. You right. know, you grew up with that. Like that's totally normal. Yeah. So it was just it was so wild. Yeah. What, what did it do after you you started listening to it? I was like, oh, this clicks with me. It wasn't like. It didn't feel abnormal. It was. It felt natural. What felt abnormal was pretending to be what I wasn't. And then when they were like, hey, we we believe in this. And, um, like, it, yeah, there's too much to explain of, like, yeah. how they... But when they deconstructed me, I was like, this feels good. And this feels like I'm becoming a better person um, with each new thought process I'm, like, putting into my everyday life. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just felt natural and good. That's so crazy. What's up? You need some water? Your you can you can take the case if you want. Oh, no, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> Have fun, boys. No, don't be sorry. How do you guys feel about Nickelback? (laughs) I love Nickelback. Good band. That's O Sleeper Round Three. That's so cool, though. And I feel like where where the band is now, all of us like faith wise, so much different than Mm -hmm. when you first joined the band. Yeah. Um. So do you feel more comfortable now? Yeah. Okay. There's there's one specific memory I have in my head where I don't remember where we were, but I'm excited. We were having a group devotion yeah. in the van, and I could tell you were just so uncomfortable. Yeah. I can. I try to be very aware of like other people's feelings and stuff. Yeah, you're pretty good at that. And I can tell you were just like wanted to be out of this freaking I wanted to van. run away. Yeah, and so I think after that, I talked to you, and I was like, hey, are you feeling uncomfortable? And you were like, yes. This Okay, yeah, this was in, that was in, um, that was the Hartford... Hartford show on the My Children, My Bride tour. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then what oh, wow. What was going through your head? Oh, man. Like like I said before, I'm not great with the group discussion thing, and I just didn't agree with a lot of the things that were being said um, in the devotion. Sometimes I just think that it's kind of like a horoscope, and it's kind of like vague. And some people get stuff out of that and like are like, oh, my gosh, this inspired me today, you know, like, and that's so awesome. But it just, like, wasn't clicking with me, and I was like, I just this isn't the the way this I'm not getting I'm not getting anything out of this and yeah. I and I feel like I'm forced to be here which makes me not want to be here mm-hmm. and so it's like I'm not enjoying this he, uh, other people clearly are and I don't want to rain on that parade because I want to respect anybody where they're at but I didn't I just didn't want to be there I didn't want to participate yeah that's I'm glad that we ended up having a conversation because after that yeah basically we had a band meeting and we're like not all of us Cause I was kind of where you were at, yeah. And I need to when I do a podcast with you, Brady. I want to hear more about where you're at, yeah. But um, after that felt really good because it felt like we had more individual freedom, because like Jeremy can do his devotions yeah. and stuff, and and we can do whatever we want to do. Mm-hmm. And if we want to do something together, we can just say, "Hey, this is what I'm doing right now. If you want to join me, join me." Yes. And that's so much more of an open space, and it's it's inviting. Because you don't have, you're like you said, you're not being forced to sit there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way nobody's parade's being rained on. Yeah. And we can still have group stuff. If yeah, because I, I just to. didn't want to disrespect. Yeah, because other, other people in the band, I could tell, like, loved these. And 
got something out of it and like made their day better and gave them something to like mentally chew on. Like that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Not for me. Yeah. I mean, we all like to chew on different food. Yeah. And maybe I think, I don't know, after I started listening to the liturgist, it's so dense and stretched my mind and my faith so much mm-hmm. that trying to go back to a basic, I don't, I don't want to talk crap on anything, but going back to a very organized devotional was really difficult. Yeah. Because it wasn't really talking about societal, cultural life issues that that made me want to feel God in, in a way where I can love other people. Mm-hmm. It was more of like, don't do this, do this. Surface level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure there's devotionals out there that are great. 100%. Um, but, but when you write a book that a lot of people can get stuff out of, it can't get like that specific. You know? Yeah. So I, I get it. And that's what I love about podcasting. Oh, yeah. Is you can... It's long form. You you can't really hide. Mm-hmm. You can really attack little little details, little situations. Yeah, you can get right in a niche. That's so cool. Well, uh, thanks for sharing where you're at right now. Yeah. Before we go, Avengers Endgame. Oh, yeah. Ten days. How are you feeling? It doesn't even feel real. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like no, the movie is, is made. It's completed. It's, it's just out sitting. there. It's waiting. And I just, I feel like I'm, I'm never going to get it. <laughs> but there is a date. Like we have our tickets picked out. We bought them our day Our seats up. picked out. Seats. The time, the day, 11 a.m. on the 26th <laughs> in Nashville, Tennessee. Yes. We're going to finally oh. just, oh, like it's, it's been like a decade of like, where are they going with this? And then it's like, this is it. Okay. Give me a few I'm so freaking hyped. I want to hear just a few of your predictions so that when we do another podcast, we can talk about whether we were right or wrong. We, we can compare. Um, oh, my gosh. I just I don't know how I feel about Thanos right now and, like, what he's trying to do. It's such this gray area, like, objective that he has. And it's like, I kind of, I'm on the fence. I'm like, I'm just kind of want to see what happens. I'm not like, yes, unsnap immediately because it's like, well, what if he was right? What if everybody's better off with like a little bit of less people around? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, like that sounds He's horrible. He's a gray area villain. Yeah, it's a, it's a gray area villain. And that's what I like about these movies. It's making me think about, you know, what do I think is is right in this universe? It's fun. And it's fun so, so like I... Like, there's a part of me that thinks that, like, there's going to be some undoing of, of what was done. Uh, hopefully not all of it, because that would take away the weight of of Infinity War, like, yeah. completely. That would just be like, why make that? Uh, huh. Yeah, it would totally ruin the weight. Yeah. I think the Russo brothers are so smart that they will, whatever they do in this movie, won't eliminate the impact of Infinity yeah. War. I, yeah, I want there to be bloodshed. Like, like, this is the end game, not happy ever after you yeah. know what i mean like it can't be like, all roses like i want to cry like yes. i want to cry i want to be i want to felt feel torn and relieved and like i just want i want to feel something dang it <laughs> i love that we're getting that from a marvel movie the russos are freaking geniuses okay quick predictions i think if the snap is undone mm-hmm. tony stark will do it hopefully and i believe captain america as steve rogers will die and I think that probably either Bucky, the Winter Soldier, yep. or um, the what's his what's the fly guy flying around, big wings, mechanical Sam. He hangs out with Captain America. He's got big old wings. War Machine? What, no. Gosh dang it! No, the guy with the oh, frick. He's got machine guns and wings. 
Falcon. 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 I was yeah. Say Vulture. No. Uh, I think either Falcon or Winter Soldier will become Captain America. Interesting. I think they'll pass the character. So that's why you specified Steve Rogers yes. will die and there will be another captain. In my opinion, I really, really want more of Steve Rogers. Yeah. Because I feel like since the Russos took over his character in the Winter Soldier, he has so much more to open up with. Like so many more avenues to like I feel like his character can continue arcing. I don't I don't think it has to end here. It could, but I think they could keep going. But I think he'll die. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't have any evidence to agree or disagree, but I've heard a lot of people also have that opinion, so it's like okay, if he dies, he dies. You know, yeah. like 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 I uh, I I trust what they do. So like whoever dies, I I agree with their decision and whoever lives yeah, it's let them live. Let them live. Let live, baby. Thank you guys so much for watching this uh, this beautiful little podcast. Hopefully, oh yeah, called Help Me Out Here with my one of my best human friends, Caden Burton, basis of Earth Goons. Love you all so much, Caden. Do you have any last words? Anything? Love your mothers. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> See y'all later. Cheers. Goodbye. Brady, anything? My back hurts so bad from sitting like this, and I no, I don't want to be.